Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Enjoy the Book of Life. We're here again with Brother Scott DeGroff with a treasured discovery. Now, these are things that uh, we found in the Word that, that the Spirit has revealed to us that is something more precious to us than gold or silver. So, Brother Scott, what is your treasured discovery and why is it so precious to you? Yeah. Yeah, what an amazing question. It'll be hard not to talk for five hours. Um, yeah, so my treasured discovery is is the word gnosko. And um, I know it seems like a vast goal, but I seriously, in the presence of God, have the goal of, I'd like every Christian in North America to know this word in the, hmm. in the next generation. And I, I don't know how that's going to happen, but I would. I, that's my prayer. I, I want everybody to know it because it's so wonderfully radically life-changing um mm. yeah so let me give you the the definition and i'm of course i'm just stealing this from uh scholars um so they define it this way um a familiarity acquired through intimacy experience or association with a person again a familiarity acquired so gained through intimacy experience and association with a person mm. and so um yeah, so I, I would go to like First John chapter five. This word is everywhere. And then yeah. if you include the Septuagint, um, it's everywhere else too. <laughs> so yeah. it's really an expansive concept. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah. So I would just start here. First John chapter five, verse 20. It says, and we know, that's oida, the, the word, the Greek word oida that's translated know, uh, means a cognitive awareness that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know, and that's gnosko. So mm. we know, right? We know the word. We know the incarnation is the context there. Um, we know about Christ. We know the Sunday school stories. We know the scriptures. We love the scriptures. Why? So that we can know a familiarity. So we can have a familiarity with God acquired through intimacy with him, experience with him, and association with him oh that is amazing yeah and so literally um like why was this life changing it's because i started seeing the christians get saved um and what i mean i know that we don't use that kind of language um we think of saved as born again right but of course any right. bible student would understand there's the three tenses of salvation and what yeah. i started seeing is the second tense of salvation um, the present continuous. And so not only are you saved and will you be saved, but, but are you being saved? Yeah. And I saw, I started to see the Lord radically. Well, he did a work in my life for sure. And it wasn't anything I was chasing. I was just chasing him through the scriptures. And then things started to happen in my life that I didn't understand to be very frank. Um, and then I started to see Bible teachers that have taught the word literally around the world. And the Lord started to, to change them. And then um, I didn't know, I didn't know how to explain it. Um, and so I started to ask the Lord and, um, and in my time in the word, he started to unfold passages like Jeremiah chapter two, like the prayer um, in Ephesians three, um, to know mm -hmm. the love of Christ, uh, that's Gnosko. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so to, to experience the love of Christ, which produces intimacy. Um, we don't talk this way, and I understand it that we don't talk this way, but like a former generation. So you're talking men like Ravenhill or Chadwick or even Moody. 
um, they would write about the liquid love of God and being immersed. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Moody one time, he, he asked the Lord to stay his hand, lest I be consumed by the love of God. And um, so it's men that, that walk with God, men that they, not only did they know God, like their names were written in heaven, um, but they knew they were students of the scriptures and they were obedient and yielded. And what that gave birth to was um, an intimate knowledge of Christ. And that's what Gnosko is. So you think of like a John 14, 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him, right? So as we, as we know the word, as we obey the word, then, then the Lord's like sweet, right? Like he loves people. And, and so he shows himself more and more. Mm. And yeah, so John 17, three, um, the very definition of eternal life, like this is eternal life that they should know you, right? Yeah. And so that, that's Gnosko. And then Luke 19, where, where Jesus is weeping over the city of Jerusalem. Um, again, Gnosko, he's weeping over them because they refused to know him. Um, mm. What he wants is Gnosko. Like it's the very definition of what eternal life is. And when I saw servants of God that I vastly respect, um, men that knew their Bibles backwards and forwards, when I saw the Lord start to change them, and then when the Lord did things in my life that I couldn't, I didn't really know what was happening, it gave me a hunger. Like, I, I just thought, it, kind of what you said in our last session, um, I must seek the Lord through the word, and I must ask the Lord to do in my life what John 16 says, he will guide you into all truth. Mm. And where he's led me is Gnosko. Yeah. and. Um, yeah. Do you want to look at one more passage? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. Philippians three. Yeah. Gnosko is everywhere. And I'm still discovering, like I have a, I've one in my head that I want to look up in the Septuagint that I haven't even had time to look up yet, but yeah, discovering these things everywhere. Um, it's such a joy. But so in Philippians three, the apostle Paul, um, in verse eight, he says, um, I count everything rubbish. So yeah. scubalon or of refuse um, compared to, you know, that I may gain Christ. And then in verse 10, a very famous verse, that I may know him, that's Gnosko, mm -hmm. right? So, so the consuming passion of the Apostle Paul was to Gnosko, was to know Christ through intimacy, experience, and familiarity with a person, you know, like that consumed his life and everything else was worthless compared to what yeah. he had found in this relational knowing of God. And then in verse 12, he says, I haven't attained some, some like resting place. I'm just chasing Christ up the mountain. In verse 15, he says, this is how mature people think. I love his argument is incredible. In verse 16, this, he only, I only noticed this, the spirit of God showed me this just over a year ago, probably 15 months ago. Verse 16, it says, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Um, there's something about our theological worldview where we get really scared of this idea of attainment in, in the Christian life, you know? And um, yeah, when I saw that, it was beautiful. We've been given everything, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And yet the appropriation of those are incremental. 
And right. so Paul, Paul is saying, I'm chasing Christ up the mountain to the degree that we have attained. We need to maintain what we've obtained. And then verse 17, he says, follow my example. In verse 19, he says, not everybody follows my example. What do they do? They set their mind on earthly things. Mm. So that's incredibly powerful, right? Like Paul, it totally consumed his life. And it's what he wanted for everybody. We could go to Ephesians 3, um, an amazing uh, biblical prayer. And the, the whole heart of his prayer for the Ephesian Christians is that they would gnosko. Yeah, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And and uh, and then the verse that we all quote and delight in, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, like that's in the context of Gnosko. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so so when you talk about a treasured truth, uh, for me, this is it. <laughs> like it's life and it's such a quality of life. Um, I kind of had this picture before, like, like this life was a life of of work um and of course there's an element of truth to that right be steadfast yeah. and movable abounding in the work of the lord um like i had all those verses to prove that it was a life of work and then i thought boy heaven is going to be amazing and yes i look forward to that but it's it's so silly to think this but i didn't really realize to what extent we're supposed to be living gnosko we're supposed to be living our eternal life now mm. in fact we rob the Lord of glory when we choose to relate to him like a servant rather than a bride. Or if you use John 15, a servant rather than a friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like he actually desires that intimacy. Um, he would define eternal life as that. So holding ourselves at a distance, it's not his picture of the Christian life. So, so yeah, it's, it has been radically life-changing. Um, yeah. I remember being on the phone with one servant of God who's not a weeping prophet like he's kind of a he's a stiff upper lipped British gentleman that that I mm -hmm. love and um and he wept on the phone for probably 15 minutes and then and then he said I better go like he just couldn't um yeah mm -hmm. and I remember him saying I read a whole new bible now and it's because he came to know the Lord and again I know we we're not used to using those words like we think born again and I'm not saying he was justified or he was born again. I'm saying yep. that he gnoscoed. Yeah, it's almost like we just need to bring the words into English and say, did he oida or did he gnosco? <laughs> yeah, he had oided all over the world. He taught the oida and then he yeah. gnoscoed and he became a different person. Um, yeah, so I just can't believe I have a real love relationship with the Lord. Um, mm. It blows my mind every day as I sit with the Lord in my prayer closet with my Bible. Um, I seriously, I just can't get over it. Um, yeah, I just can't get over it. So that's my treasured truth. Yeah, and even uh, you were spending some time in Ephesians 3, where it says mm -hmm. to know the love of God with or the love of Christ that passes knowledge. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, how can, how can you know something that passes knowledge, right? That doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. But it's that idea of, of the experiential that it, mm -hmm. I, I can't, fully explain to you the love of christ i can't hold that in my brain it passes knowledge but i can know it in that experiential intimate way uh, like you were saying yeah. um yeah yeah and and even the just the next chapter when he's talking about the the, the difficulties it's like yeah but you have not so learned christ right mm. it's not you have not so learned 
you know, these chapters and verses. He's like, no, it's Christ. He's the one you're learning. He's the one you're getting to know. I love, uh, I was thinking while you were sharing about that, just the, the difference between um, justification and sanctification here in the getting to know and how, how it, this is the definition of life. I love the parable of the Pharisee and the publican. Mm-hmm. How the Pharisee, he's, he's talking himself up and uh, presenting a very different person than who he is to God. Whereas the publican, he, he's merely introducing himself to God and saying, I'm, I'm the sinner who needs saving, right? God be mm. merciful to me, the sinner. And uh, that's what it is. It, it's this introduction, is justification is, is where we come to him as who we are, guilty sinners needing salvation. And then once we pass the introduction, it's like any relationship, you get to know the other person. And mm. that's, um, you know, he says, draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. It's, it's the limiting factor is, is on our end. Um, mm. Now, you, uh, how, how, or what was the course of events that came, that brought this up to you? Uh, why mm-hmm. did this start uh, for you in your study or or in the, this discovery? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, the life that I, I would call it a former life almost, like my life is so different now, but the life we were living at the time, um, 100 mile an hour life for the Savior, like all out for the Savior, um, was a really a life of conference ministries almost every weekend. And um, through traveling all over North America, um, some around Africa and Europe and South America, um, we just noticed this very disturbing downward trend, particularly in the North American church. Mm-hmm. And it was so disheartening. Like you would go, you would preach like it's there's to see God use his word is such a like you're like a puppy wagging his tail and like so thankful. But then you'd go back in three years and things would be worse. And mm-hmm. and you'd see the Lord use his word again. You'd think, OK, you know, praise God. And but you'd go back in three years or five years and and things were worse, like marriages split up and elders in prison. I, I don't even like like I, I don't even like saying it, but that's the honest truth yeah. is, yeah. Um, yeah, just really disturbing downward trend. And so I remember standing around at conferences and asking like elders or speakers or whatever, um, like just quietly saying, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And they would say, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I was like, okay, so I'm not seeing it wrong. Um, and then I was like, why, like, why, why the fruitlessness? Why, why the, um, I mean, I don't want to go into all the details, I suppose, but just why, and none of us had answers in the beginning. And so, so we started to study harder, uh, which is good, you know, uh, discipline, be diligent to present yourselves unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed. So we studied harder. We tried to preach harder. Um, but we couldn't, we did not have the ability in ourselves to correct what we were seeing. And so mm-hmm. that brought us to the place where we started praying. And um, I really delight in this today. Um, our prayers were feeble um, and our prayers weren't always on exactly the right target, but the Lord knew like we were genuinely seeking God. And um, so we started to daily seek the Lord um, as passionately as we could and just beg the Lord to identify what was wrong, um, lead us in the way that we needed to go, like green pastures, still waters, restore souls. 
And um, man, it was quite a journey, but, but yeah, so the Lord, he started to do things in people's lives and people were, I would say, radically changed during this time. And that was a surprise. We weren't seeking the presence of God filling my office. Like we weren't seeking that. Um, and yet we started to see things that we were, we were, really, it was a shock, honestly. It really was a shock. And then trying to understand what was happening biblically, um, that is the process that led us to like the opening up of John 15, um, the opening up of Colossians 2, 6, and 7. Um, yeah, opening up of what we're looking at, First John, Ephesians 3, Philippians 3, John 17, 3. Um, yeah, the connection to so many. There, there's actually a Hebrew word. There are two Hebrew words that, that very closely correspond to Oida and Gnosko. And so we could, you could chase that as long as you wanted to as well. But it was really a, the desperation um, of not being able to fix um, what we saw. Uh, I, love, I love the church. And um, it's so precious to me. Like I have spent my life uh, investing in the church and mm. i know it's just like a tiny partial love compared to what christ has but i can feel christ's love for the church and mm. um not being able to fix it um it was like little boys that could see the problem but had no way to fix it like tears and um yeah and but that ultimately led us to seek christ through the word and ultimately that's what that's what led me to dis the discovery of this is life. Um, yeah. And this is what an unsaved world is missing is true, intimate relationship with God. Gnosko, soul thrilling, like, like if you want to talk about the vacuum that people have or whatever yeah. it is, but that's, that's what led to it. Yeah. And that's uh, the hope that we're looking forward to uh, as well. It's not golden streets and you know, to what else it's, it's that, that truest relationship uh with them yeah yeah um so uh we, i like to ask this question whenever we do a treasure discovery because um a lot of times you know th there's there's this big inciting <clears throat> excuse me inciting incident and and the spirit <clears throat> brings this up and uh it and it makes this big impact but mm -hmm there's always the danger of forgetfulness of of letting letting the truth fade and so yeah. i i always like to ask how do you keep this treasure discovery polished as it were uh still bright and and uh in that place of prominence where where it um that truth that we value so much uh continues in our life so how do you keep this truth polished yeah um Oh, what a great question. So yeah, and Lord help me, I get this flood of thoughts. Um, one thing would be give it away. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I, as I see other people discover this, it's like, yes, you know, yes. And mm -hmm. so, so we had a young man that spent some time with us out here in California and the Lord did a great work in his life probably eight months ago. And I wish all of North America could hear his testimony. Maybe the Lord will work that out sometime for all of North America to hear his testimony. But he, the Lord just did an amazing work in his life. And, um, and so giving it away is a constant, like it's an agony to me that so many Christians, I have no doubt that their names are written in heaven, that they're born again. I delight in that. But it's an agony to me that 
or let me put it this way. The American church um, sings to the Lord. And I, I have no doubt that many of them are very genuinely saved, but they seem to miss the point. And the point is Gnosko, right? I mean, that is literally the whole point. And so giving it away, seeing more and more people changed, um, seeing the, the message spread, like God's biblical message spread like a grassroots movement. Um, it, there's no end personally to my chasing Christ up the mountain either. And so it's just constant. Um, so at the beginning, it was dramatic. Um, and it was kind of like, I don't know, like a like when like the beginning of a marriage or the beginning of a love relationship it was very dramatic and it was new. And like I remember waking up every day and just desperately wanting to connect with God instantaneously and then learning like God didn't go anywhere while I was asleep. You know, when I awake, you are there. And um, so what I have now is deeper and more steady, but it's more beautiful. Like my wife and I are 27 years into our marriage. It's deeper, it's more steady, it's far more beautiful than what we started out with, even though a mature marriage is typically less dramatic, yeah. right? Less, even less fights than decade right. number one, which right. is such a joy. Um, so yeah, for me, it's the constant uh, meeting with Christ, enjoying the love relationship, chasing him through the scriptures, chasing him up the mountain. Um, that keeps it fresh for me, seeing other people catch it. Um, mm. Yeah, being asked to share, like I have a conference coming up in British Columbia in a couple months, and that's mm -hmm. they're asking me to come and share these ideas. And so yeah. that, like, like helping people see um, this is everything. Yeah, like how do the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace? It's when you when you start to live experientially um, in the riches that that we're talked we're told about in you know Ephesians one, two, and then the transition, Gnosko into how do we walk in light of you know our position in christ so yeah yeah i think of um lewis talks about in the beginning of book four in mere christianity he's talking about um uh doctrine and he's like a lot of people they don't want to talk about this and so he's kind of looking at it from the other side of this but he gives this illustration of uh going to the seashore versus looking at maps and mm. he's you know, looking at maps, that's like the doctrine going on the seashore. That's like the experience. He says, but if you want to sail somewhere, if you want to go somewhere, he says you need both and, and, and seeing that danger. And I think that's a good, uh, or that illustration is something that helps me hold it in my mind and make sure I'm not locked away in my room just with maps. And I'm not simply seeking a walk on the seashore, but, but I, I want to go somewhere. I, I, I want to grow and um, if if we don't have that experiential component, uh, yeah. then then you're missing a, you know, like you're yeah. saying that this essential uh, part of of the whole thing. Yeah, I, what uh, what the Lord used in my life to teach me exactly what you're saying uh, was Colossians two six and seven. Uh, this was a specific moment. Um, where the Lord just kind of opened this up to me. And I saw, I just thought, man, look how Paul looks at it. He says, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, mm -hmm. established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And so like Paul is saying, you need to be rooted, but constantly built up, established, mm -hmm. but constantly abounding. 
Yeah, I love it. And when the Lord showed me that, it was like, that's the biblical balance. Yeah, like you don't mm-hmm. forsake one for the other either way. Right. Right. Or you end up with dead orthodoxy or charismatic excess. Yeah. 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 God help us. Yeah. yeah. And and I like your abounding in it with Thanksgiving. It's, I think that's a good testimony too. Uh, mm. uh, now, uh, so if this is something someone wants to dig in more, so you, you shared a lot of good uh, passages uh, to start start off with. What What are some directions that they can go if this is something that they want to dive into a, a study of this word you know that's such a good question and i mean of course you could start with strongs and look the word up and then look up examples and start to categorize those examples um into like they they fall beautifully into different categories um yeah you know i don't know david that i have a good ex- a good answer to that other than for me it's been over a process of time Mm. That as I continue to daily chase, and I don't mean chase like a word study, it's more chasing Christ through the scripture. The Lord just keeps opening up new passages. And um, yeah, um, but so, I mean, I suppose it's, it's like a, yeah, like if someone listens to this and says, yeah, I want that, man, I'd say look up the word Gnosko and then just start making your way through the New Testament. Um, mm-hmm. looking at, at what it is and how it shows up and how the New Testament writers urged it and prayed for it yeah. and celebrated it. Like, why would they, why would they go to death for Christ? It's because of this, you know? So anyways, yeah. Good. Yeah, no, I, I think that, and I think um, the way you answer that, I, th- I think is good. Just the way having it, where it's it's more open where as i'm reading through the scriptures it's it's not necessarily like here read these passages and you'll be good to go you'll understand the word because that's mm. that's the the antithetical to what you're you're saying you say no it's it's a relationship where we're pursuing christ and i think just being conscious of it and seeing that and reading those passages and looking for it there I, I think a big part is just uh, sometimes just knowing, oh, this is this is a major theme. Now you'll see it everywhere. And mm-hmm. and so as you spend time in the word, just be conscious of this. And every time the word no or something mm-hmm. like, you know, crosses your path, that should mm-hmm. raise a little flag. Hey, maybe I should mm-hmm. look into that one. Yeah. Amen. Amen.